0: It's my birthday. Well...
1: It was your birthday. We're not even fucking recording this on your birthday.
0: We could have, but... Someone I, was I, too
1: whiny about his birthday.
0: I've been sick all day.
1: I think that matches my statement.
0: Hopefully not the COVIDs, but I don't think it is. I've just been... My stomach's been trying to make me throw up.
1: Yeah, that's not a COVID symptom. That's just a you being a whiny little bitch thing. That's not nice. Anyways... Or it's the Chinese food.
0: Anyways, welcome to this interstitial. This is Copilot's Review, but we're not reviewing anything on this episode... Instead, I thought, you know, it's the first interstitial, of twenty twenty one. We could maybe talk about the not shittiest things from twenty twenty.
1: Do we have to? Because that's hard. I mean, there there was some good stuff in twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, there was music and shit. And Hades was apparently good. And Genshin Impact was pretty alright. And there was the
0: cultural event of baseball.
1: Truth, truth, truth.
0: And I watched a whole bunch of
1: TV. Ah, yeah. I don't know why we would do that though.
0: Like Outer Banks
1: I remember a lot of TV I watched wasn't good
0: And Money Heist
1: That was one of the not good ones Hey you know what
0: <laughs> What? Yeah that one
1: you, you were trying to figure out what the fucking Friends Flip off thing you are was weren't you No I was trying to figure and out, you gave out. Up.
0: I was trying to figure out how to double flip you off but with mics in the way and like...
1: Oh okay cause you just held your fists up there And looked at them like How, how, how did these go together to do that stupid thing from Friends That show that you've watched
0: Anyways, we are two weeks into 2021. How's your 2021 going?
1: Well, I started off, I played some coup. There was a coup. Um, watched some anime about a coup. I've, it's been very coup heavy for me this time around.
0: I was actually like thinking the other night, actually thinking last night or this morning because I've been marathon watching through Code Geass, Solution of the Rebellion.
1: It's about a coup, yeah.
0: And I was thinking, why did I want to rewatch this? And, and
1: then, then you just clicked halfway through like, Oh, uh, yeah, he's overthrowing a government, huh?
0: Oh, yeah, this is all about a coup, except I liked this coup.
1: It was a good coup. <laughs> yeah, no, we we started our New Year's off over at our sister's place. We played Coup the card game, which was fun because we just ordered it. I love Coup. It, it's it's wonderful, absolutely delightful. That sentence
0: is not going to haunt me till the end of my days.
1: Oh, uh, um, I mean, at least we're not on Twitch where someone can just clip it and then post it. They have to go through a bit more effort for that, for yeah, us. Yeah, that's true and then there was that fun coup in America, and then I watched Code Gas, which is about a coup. Like I said, it's been a very coup-heavy two weeks.
0: Well, at least for you, two of those three coups were
1: unsuccessful. That is that is true. I did not win at that game.
0: Because you're bad at the card game, and America didn't actually fall to a coup.
1: It's not even that I was bad at the card game. It was the moment our brother-in-law got hated out by his wife. You and her then just targeted me.
0: That's not, that wasn't always true.
1: No, there was one game where I just straight up killed myself, basically, because I could.
0: Yeah, because you tried to bluff me on an assassin. Anyways, so that's 2021 so far. Yeah. I just came off winter shutdown for my job, and my 2021 thus far, uh, I'm going to finish Code Geass tonight. I have eight
1: more episodes to watch to finish the series. He has watched it before, in case you're wondering.
0: But, because my memory is absolutely garbage. we were um,
1: having We've been having conversations about it, and I'll just be like... Yeah, don't you remember this? And I'll be like, no, I haven't gotten back to it. I'm like,
0: gotten back to it. You've watched it
1: multiple times before. This is
0: my fourth time through, but I haven't yeah. watched it since
1: 2015. So it's on six years.
0: Yeah, so five, six years. So my brain is all like, I, like it remembers like
1: big plot points, but not minor twists. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I kind of forgot Rolo lived this long.
1: <laughs> he lives way too long.
0: Like, oh, I in know. the fight against the Order. And yeah, I kept thinking, oh yeah, this is where Rolo dies. No. no, Rolo's still alive. Yeah. And in case
1: nobody knows who Rolo is. He's the worst character. Everybody hates Rolo. Apparently not everyone. I was on the Reddit earlier and someone asked if they could buy a Rolo body pillow. And uh, the response was just, the only like life-size thing of Rolo I'd want to buy is like a punching bag. So I can just beat it to death so it dies sooner.
0: I could, I could reasonably see buying a Rolo body pillow. To burn it? To burn it. So. That, I was literally going to say to set it on fire, but <laughs> you stole it from me.
1: You're welcome. But no, umbrella is just bad, which is sad because he has a cool power.
0: The rookie's back. We, got we haven't watched any of it. Yeah, we haven't watched. The, we haven't watched the new episode of that yet. And the Rookie is a show about an older gentleman. He's in his
1: 40s, played by the wonderful Nathan Villian,
0: joining a police force as a rookie. Yeah, and it's, he has he has a midlife crisis and joins the police force. Yeah,
1: we've probably talked about it before. In fact, I'm certain we have. But
0: and even though A. C. A. B. The rookie is very good.
1: Yes, because fictional cops aren't actual cops.
0: <laughs> fictional cops can be good.
1: Yes, that's why. I mean, I don't understand the people who are boycotting cop shows.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you're not. If you if you argue that they glamorize real cops, I can see the argument. Yes, but if you argument if you argue that. It's fictional, and this is what cops should aspire to be in some cases, but not all. Yeah, no, definitely. Also, it, all cops should aspire to be Nathan Fillion and the
1: rookie. I mean, they should basically be aspire to be like the main cast, really, who are good individuals. Yeah. I mean, something can be kind of dickish. That's fine. People are allowed to be dickish. And there's a difference between being a dick and being a bastard.
0: When this airs today, later today, the Prodigal Son will return tonight. I've watched none of it. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's a show where the lead detective in New York is the son of a famous serial killer. Yeah, yeah, I
1: know what it's about.
0: And he has similar mental issues as his serial killer father.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Stitcher told me about it repeatedly when I was listening to all kinds of stuff on Stitcher. That's what happened to me But I used to use Stitcher. Particularly on Logan. Uh, well, like I don't use it for basically anything anymore, except... Stitcher has an exclusive contract with Marvel for uh, Wolverine, the Lost Trail stuff.
0: And that's all on the on the on the wider range of podcast apps now. Is it? Yeah. Oh, dope! I don't have to use Stitcher anymore. I mean, I'm sure season three won't be on the wider range until later. But I mean,
1: I can't listen to season three as it airs because I refuse to pay for Stitcher premium, so I have to wait till it's all done and then they add their ads to it. Can you
0: imagine being forced to pay to listen to a
1: podcast? I know that sounds horrible. Right? Like,
0: I don't. I don't want to be a dick, but. I think part of the appeal of podcasting as a program, or, like, Twitch streaming as a program, or YouTube as content, is...
1: You have access to it without having to fucking pay for it?
0: Is it's free, unless you choose to support it.
1: Yeah, like, System Mastery has their basic shows for free. And then you can pay for, like, additional shows. I pay for all the additional shows, because... because it's worth it. But, like, even if I didn't, I'm still content, to like, just listen to System Mastery and... Movie mastery. Do you think
0: we shill too hard for system mastery on our show? Fuck no. Yeah, okay, that's where I was at.
1: We literally talked about buying an ad spot on their show to advertise their own show for them. They
0: don't advertise their Patreon at the front of their show. Or so p- they their ends, They just don't like advertise their Patreon a lot. They deserve more money. They live in one of the most expensive states in America.
1: One of the most expensive cities in the most expensive states in America.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we shill
1: for... Anyways, I mean, it's not like we should shill for the rest of the one shot podcast network, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, no, the only other podcast I will attempt to make people, I will attempt to convince people to shill for is Flash Forward.
1: See, I would attempt to make people shill for more one shot stuff, but a lot of it's actual play, and I'm not ever gonna tell someone I'm not gonna shill for actual play because that is a very now, select if, thing.
0: If you're gonna shill for actual play, you should subscribe to Dropout by College Humor.
1: Yes, Bernie because, Lee Mulligan, because they have. But even then, I'm not gonna shill just for. Their actual plays on there. Oh no! Because there's so much other content as well.
0: There's like three shows worth watching on there.
1: I mean, Game Changer most of the time. Um, actually, every D20 thing with Brendan Lee Mulligan and Breaking News Network is fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, and there was that terrible. There was that one that like was terrible, but was compelling to watch. Uh
1: yeah, the uh, Dare One with um Grant. Complete forgiveness. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, total forgiveness. Total forgiveness. So yeah, that, that was painful to watch but compelling to all fucking hell it is the only thing that's a reality show really that i've watched and felt the need to watch all the way through
0: like so to to give you a quick elevator pitch for total forgiveness our listeners two college humor writers and friends um decided that they would pitch to their boss to do a reality show where they could they dared each other every week for a certain amount of money and whoever won the dares Got the money. Got the money and it would go towards paying off their student loan debt. So A, the show is already completely dystopian. Yeah. It's a game show about paying off your student loan debt. Not about actually winning money. money. Just
1: paying off student loan debt.
0: And then two, it was two friends competing to get out of under from under student debt by making each other do terrible, terrible
1: things. All and, in the name of a company. Now mind you, and then one then it is three, an internet company, so Arguably, it is closer-knit, but, I mean, still.
0: And then three, or C, one of the people had a much had a much larger conscious and was a better human being than the other one.
1: Yeah, Allie and Grant's dare differed greatly. Also, I think I said her name wrong the first time, and I don't care.
0: Their name wrong?
1: Their name, yeah. Allie, I think, is uses they them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... Remember because most of what like registers in my mind for Allie is, is for her D D characters. Their D D characters. Exactly. See, I fucked up again. I apologize.
0: But yeah, Allie takes it way too far and Grant does grant like, Grant won't push back far enough.
1: Which makes for a fun dichotomy, but also I just feel bad for the man at so many points.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's worth watching. You should subscribe to the Dropout. It's not much, I think like ten ish bucks a month, I think, something like that just subscribe for, for a month and binge all the stuff. I you can fit it all in one month except maybe the all actual the, play. Yeah, I
1: kept all the D20 stuff probably cuz there's Fantasy High, Fantasy High Season 2, um Unsleeping but City, Unsleeping City Season 2, Tiny Heist. I've only the enjoyed dark one.
0: I've only enjoyed two actual plays. The one is D20.
1: Burnley Mulligan is a fantastic D- Dimension 20 Fantastic DM.
0: And the second was a system mastery actual play where they played a combination of Gamma World
1: and Dungeon World like setting, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah. And I love system mastery. So yeah. To... I
1: still think you would enjoy like the stories from like One Shot Podcasts, like uh, campaign stuff. Well, I started
0: stuff. listening to the one they did, the, the one, the courier's call they did with Jeff and John.
1: Oh, yeah. That side story one.
0: But they haven't put out any more episodes because there's a pandemic and it's really hard to get that many people in one room to play a game. Yeah. Anyways, we should jump back to 2020 and talk about our highlights from that year because we're 15 minutes into the episode and we (laughs) haven't talked about 2020 like in actual referencing. Yeah. True, true. So 2020 was a year that lasted nine years. Um,
1: (laughs) Nine's conservative.
0: I was going to say a decade, but it felt like a little bit of a much. Nine and a half. Yeah, about nine and a half, I would say. The first three weeks was were a normal year. Agreed. I mean, we, we had to worry about World War Three for a hot second. Yeah, that's true. We had to worry about World War Three for four years
1: now. <laughs> yeah.
0: But then COVID hit.
1: Ah, uh, delightful.
0: Shutdown happened. Yep. Quarantine happened.
1: A lot of stupid people happened.
0: And I binged a whole bunch of TV. Truth. So...
1: We started the- our podcast.
0: We did start our podcast, but not just yet. I'm, I'm, I'm still in, I'm still in like, April right now.
1: Okay. Stick okay. with me I got here. you. I got you. Follow,
0: follow my brain. So, shut down, hit.
1: I've lost track of it. It's very small.
0: <laughs> so, shut down, hit, and I binged a whole bunch of TV.
1: I played you video games. You did, too. I did, but I also played a lot
0: more video games than I normally do. So, what was your favorite TV show you watched this year? Not, it doesn't have to be from this year, but your favorite show from this year
1: you watched. My favorite show that I've watched. Oof.
0: He's probably going to name some K-drama.
1: No, I'm not. They're not particularly good. They're just oddly compelling. <laughs> like wrestling. Yes. <laughs> it's probably because most of them are soap operas, basically. Like wrestling. You, you know, I feel like there's probably a better answer, but the one that's sticking out in my mind, because I watched a lot of, like, action heavy things, partially for the show and just what was going on.
0: And partially because you wanted to watch all of Smallville for who knows what...
1: I still episode. haven't finished. I've got, like, four episodes left. I just... Oh, God. Now, I think the answer is going to be Kim's Convenience. I caught a couple episodes. That was good. It's delightfully hilarious, and I really enjoyed it. There's probably better answers out there. They're just not popping in my head right now. That's more recent towards the end of the year, but enough that I've watched all of it, and I enjoyed all of it.
0: So I have two answers, because during that time where I was just binging Binging TV shows, I absorbed all of Suits, minus the last season, which still isn't free on Amazon Prime. And I binged all of um,
1: Money Heist, Outer Banks,
0: White Collar, White Collar yeah. again. But I binged a whole bunch of a whole bunch of shows. And I found Outer Banks. And at the time I thought, this might be one of the best shows I've ever watched. It's compelling. The drama's tight. The story is fine. Like, actually the story is good, good. It kind of hits like a Goonies
1: vibe, but like in 2020. I had a really good description for it at the time and I don't remember. It was Goonies, Crossbred, or something else. I don't remember what the Crossbred it was what i crossbred it with in my head but everyone i talked to agreed it was an app description of the show i don't remember what it is anymore the oc maybe no maybe
0: i don't remember but Whatever. i thought it was very good and like at the time it was my it was the best tv show i'd watched probably bar being human
1: being human is fantastic
0: being human is the best vampire show we have an entire channel on our discord for you to argue with us about being human and only one person ever has, because Being Human is the best vampire TV you show. You can't argue
1: with it. And there's no argument to be had. But That channel is never going away, by the way. Anyone can feel free at any point to try to tell us why we're wrong. And we're not, so...
0: But Outer Banks was so good. And then I watched a show, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was a high school drama set in Spain or Mexico. I think Spain because it took place at the Royal Academy of... Was it Elites? No. It was about this... Like, person hacked the school's network And got hold of everybody's, like, okay, no. cell phone stuff I was Wi-Fi. thinking of a
1: show where a smaller, like, school gets, like I think it, like, collapses in on itself Because mm. it's so fucking old And then these underprivileged kids are going to a really nice private school And, you know, that fun thing there What if we put the poor people with the rich people?
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't remember what this show's called I, I could look it up It's on Netflix It was It was good And then, because I watched that Spanish show which was suggested to me because I watched Outer Banks and they're both like teen dramas in the vein of like Riverdale and stuff. Like they're both that style of teen drama. Mm -hmm. Outer Banks led me to the Spanish one. The Spanish one, because it it was a Spanish language show, led me to the greatest piece of TV media to have ever been produced, Money Heist. And I still uphold that. Money Heist is still the best TV show I've ever seen. Like three seasons worth and it never gets bad. Two seasons worth, two seasons worth. And it doesn't get
1: bad. Three seasons.
0: It's three seasons. And it's just amazing we That's... did review it
1: as you may have listened to if not you should check that episode out and if we have a guest on it too
0: and i'm never gonna stop talking good things about that show because i love being human it's my probably my favorite show but i think empirically money heist is better Hmm. i
1: know opinions can't be empirically no, no no i'm trying to figure out if i agree with you you haven't finished it i know but i'm just talking about like based on filmography and storytelling i've seen so far I would say it definitely starts a lot stronger than being human does, because being human, despite being an adaptation, so they should vaguely know it works correctly, it does kind of frame itself like a lot of early shows do, where it doesn't feel like it exactly knows where it's going. Mm -hmm. Which just feels weird when you're talking about a show that's an adaptation, you should probably know where you're going, but whatever. Where they
0: framed the first season roughly off
1: the original first season? Yeah, yeah, like you should know where you're going, but whatever. Yeah. And its camera work feels a bit clunkier than I'd say Money Heist does. That doesn't mean being human's camera work is bad in the first season. It's still well, great.
0: I, well I think with camera work at least, you do have like the benefit of like eleven years of like technology.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So I think it's mainly just some of the chosen camera angles. But I think that's because at points in being human it makes it's trying to make it feel more I wanna say sitcomy, mm-hmm. but not really, but to add like the feeling of like kind of close together living situation that you get in like a sitcom normally yeah uh, because of what because if you just look at the show basis and you don't explain it anymore it's a story about a vampire and a werewolf living together in a new york apartment boston boston yeah i realized when i said i was wrong i was like that's not new york it's fucking boston it's
0: the story of a vampire and a werewolf moving in together with a ghost in a
1: boston apartment moving into a boston apartment that way they can feel more human and what's this their house is haunted it's like it's a definitely a
0: comedy elevator pitch. But yeah,
1: but the show was not.
0: So you mentioned while we were in shutdown, while I was just binging every show I ever wanted to watch, you were just binging video games.
1: Yeah, I played through a lot of, but still haven't finished, because I did that thing I, a lot of people do, I think, where you start a game, you play at it for a, quite a while, and you're just like, I'm tired of this game for the moment. I plan on coming back. And you grab a different game, and then just don't go back to the first one.
0: The only games I, like, put a ridiculous amount of hours into during shutdown were Grand Theft Auto Five, the online mode. Yeah. Which, at, at some point, just became a fun way to piss people off when I couldn't antagonize people in real life. <laughs> because, man, is it so fun just to troll people on online. True. Then I put quite a bit of hours into Slay the Spire. And then I put a bunch of hours into Man Eater until I realized that the thing I wanted to do because it was fun in Man Eater, which was kill all the kill, kill all the human shark hunters, they didn't scale very well with low level gameplay. Oh uh, yeah. And so by killing them all, I'm way too high level for anything going on in the game, and to it's actually not be fun. fun. Yeah. So-, so I played through
1: quite a bit of Kuni the first one, because I wanted to play the second one. I wanted to play the first one originally too. And it was on the Switch, so I grabbed it. Spider-Man, PS4, because I got behind on that Mm -hmm. and then played through quite a bit of it because I was farther than I was in the game when I picked back up this year. But that fun thing where something accidentally saves over something else.
0: I also spent two months of my life binging Animal Crossing New Horizons. I didn't do that because I don't hate myself. And then I was like, what am I doing? This game has become like... It's not that it just wasn't fun. It became like chores.
1: Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm done with this. Control. I also played through is not entirely correct. Almost all the way through psychonauts. I have literally three battles left to do. And I, they're not even really battles. There's the three, like, I think chase segments at the end of the game. It's mm-hmm. been well always enough played, but I remember there's three things at the end of the game. I have to do that. Catherine. Catherine's always full good. body because there's now, a,
0: have you beat full body yet? no, no. Are you stuck on a puzzle, or did you
1: just, like... I played... I started playing it when I was really fucking tired, so my mind couldn't do puzzles. Mm. And I just haven't really picked it back up since then.
0: I will say, also, during shutdown, I finally got around to Breath of the Wild, which...
1: Fantastic. Is the best Zelda game I've
0: ever played. Everybody was right. You win. (laughs)
1: Let's see. I also, of course, like, so many other people played Fall Guys. Like, dropped a lot of Fall Guys.
0: Yeah, Fall Guys, like... Was so was so fun, so massive, like so popular that servers couldn't keep up with demand. for the Yeah, game.
1: no, it was a very zeitgeisty thing. I say zeitgeisty because it's most of its heat has died off.
0: It was very flash in the pan. Yeah,
1: I thought about replaying it recently, but then I was like, oh yeah, I'm not paying for PS Plus right now, so I never up- mind.
0: I updated the Steam version of the game because I got free stuff from my Amazon Prime for it, so I was like, yeah, gonna go ahead and get this stuff.
1: I put in quite a few hours with the uh, Predator hunting game.
0: Yeah, I I did too, and I actually have a fun story about
1: that. Yeah, but I put in a lot of hours because I was playing it with some friends on PS4, and it was actually a fun multiplayer experience for me for once, which I generally don't like those.
0: No, the game is a fantastic multiplayer game.
1: Yeah, so I did that, and if you want to talk about yours real quick while I remember other games I played.
0: Oh, so um, Predator Hunting Grounds is hella fun. And when you buy the Deluxe Edition, you get a 24-hour experience pass to help you get to higher levels so you can unlock more stuff faster and have a more enjoyable time playing the game. Um, I bought it the weekend it came out because it said, cross-play compatible for party making. And my all my friends, most of my friends, and you bought it on PlayStation. Yeah, and it was like cross-play. So we're like, it's cool, no problem. And I saw how it played on PlayStation and the loading menus and stuff. And I was like,
1: I don't know. Also, we just, do not feel like take the time to hook your PlayStation back up to something?
0: And then it was also cheaper to buy it on Epic as well. Yeah. And I was like, it's cheaper to buy it on Epic. I have this new gaming computer. Load menus are a slog. I'm just going to buy it on Epic. It has cross-play. No problem. Bought it. And I was like, well, I got this 24-hour experience thing. Let's see if I can get crossplay working. We spent four and a half, five hours trying to get crossplay, like, party-making to On work. On the first
1: night, and we tried again the next day, too.
0: And it just wouldn't work. And we were like, well, maybe it's not out yet. They said they have some updates coming Monday. Yeah. Wait till Monday. So I was just like, well, I have this 24-hour pass active.
1: I'm going to grind so I don't lose. Yeah. Time with everyone else.
0: So I grinded like crazy. had a hell of a fun time playing the game. It was, it was a lot of fun. Monday, the announcement comes, the patch comes out. They don't even mention that cross-play party-making isn't working.
1: And it wasn't just us. You could find all kinds of people talking about it online. And, and like, it was part of the advertisements on the game's, like,
0: page from PlayStation, on yep. the GameBox, on Epic. And I was just like, well. So I contacted Epic and I was like, hey, can I refund this? And they're like, well, you have 20-plus hours and normally we don't let you refund at that point. And I'm like, yeah, but, um. Explained the
1: situation. They're like
0: oh i was like i bought it under the impression that um, a feature in the game was in the game
1: and it's not and literally explorations in the code that people did showed that the code for it wasn't even in the game
0: (laughs) and so epic was like yeah here's your money back thanks man
1: yeah yeah
0: and and for the next three months i would i would occasionally check up on the patch updates and the reddits for predator hunting ground to see if they it was it was now in the game because i was still like that was really fun i wish i could play it with my friends no. It's, it's still not. not in the game. Yeah.
1: Let's see. I also played a lot of Monster Prom because Downtime Monster Prom is a great game. I love it. It's art's great. It's story is fantastic. And unlike every fucking visual novel that exists, it's not just, well, I can choose this choice and get this route because it's more random and has a lot more choices that vary depending on outcomes. So it's much more enjoyable. Um, I played quite a bit of... Oh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order.
0: Yeah, you're stuck on that game now, right?
1: <laughs> I am. Yeah. I went to an area I shouldn't have, triggered a cutscene I didn't want to trigger, and now I have to do fighty stuff, and I was literally thinking yesterday, like late last night, I might just restart Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in that situation. I've also recently, recently by which I mean in the last few months, off and on been playing a lot of speedrunners.
0: I finished the story for that game, so I haven't really been playing Oh, so it. have
1: I, but I'm unlocking I'm 100% in every level, because why the fuck not? I want all the skins I can get.
0: Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Um. I think a big one that you've kind of left off your list, and I've left off mine intentionally at this point, is Among Us. Same, I've been saving it. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, because that is a whole lot fucking more. And I actually want to hit on something else that was a disappointment to both of us.
0: Resident Evil 3 Remaster?
1: No, no. Because you didn't buy and play the Resident Evil 3 Remaster. No, because... What, which game that came out this year did you buy a really nice version of?
0: That was last year. Was it? Yes. I'm fairly certain yes. no, it was year. last year. Was it? Yeah, it was last year.
1: Has it really been that long that I just haven't fucking played it because it's that fucking bad?
0: Yeah, you're talking about Borderlands 3. I am. Which is still a glitchy mess for split-screen co-op.
1: Couch co-op, because why the fuck would you... No, no, no. The uh, Initial release date, September 13th, 2019. Yeah, it, no, that was that, been that over was a last year. year. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. Over a year now, You're yeah. right. For some reason, my mind was like, "It's still 2020." I know it's not. Never mind, ignore me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, the Steam release date was March 13th.
0: Yeah, but Outer Worlds also came out this year then.
1: Yeah. Uh, yep.
0: And Outer Worlds is one of the best RPGs I've played in a really long time.
1: Yeah. Uh, never mind. I was wrong about that. But my fucking god, that game is just a general disappointment. It's disappointment carried into another fucking year for me.
0: I, I want to try it, and you bought you bought a copy of it now, right?
1: Yeah, I have an online copy, I believe.
0: So we should try playing it via separate consoles. Yeah. But like, it just feels like a game that's marketed as couch
1: co-op... I bought it on massive fucking sale.
0: ...should be playable on couch co-op. Exactly, but... Like a game that's sold with the idea of cross-platform cross-play should be making.
1: Yeah, it should have cross-platform powder making.
0: I don't know, I just really hate it when I buy something.
1: And it's not what's fucking advertised?
0: Yeah. It's
1: like, almost like you bought it because of what it advertised. Yeah. But who would do that? That's that sounds wrong and like a bad decision to make.
0: you know what the game I do by this year though? What? Blaze Ball. Neither did I, but it is a great fucking game. Blazeball. No no like bullshitting anybody here. Might be my game of twenty twenty.
1: I can easily see it, yeah
0: And I know the game mechanics of it And like the actual gameplay are very like shallow True But everything around the game is Some of the most enjoyable experiences I had of 2020
1: Yeah, I don't blame you It is rather enjoyable Ooh, ooh I do know a game that was a dis- disappointment to us In the point where we played it for like Two hours at most And then immediately refunded it <laughs> Billion dollar road Because we looked at it and we're like shit that just looks like dokupon kingdom but in the modern era
0: okay so first we should hit on what dokupon kingdom
1: is the best fucking video game board game ever besides maybe absolute orange juice
0: i would say except maybe um on samurai warriors 2
1: okay that game is fantastic i wouldn't say i think we had a lot of fun with it because we were playing with i don't think that game is in of itself better than dokupon so or Mario Party, even.
0: DokuPan is a board game. It's also an RPG. It yeah, is also fantastic. a video game.
1: You want to play that when we're done here? It's right there. It's hooked up and ready to go.
0: No, I want to watch the new episode of Rookie and then binge Code Geass, but maybe. Fine.
1: If not, um, I can just start a game by myself. I'll play I also, against computers.
0: I almost want, want to play Emergence Genesis.
1: Oh, yeah. We talked about that. I want to do so much stuff. Because <laughs> you have time? Yeah. There's finally time now. Uh, There's
0: time. I can put Kogi off to later off to later. Like I can do that while you're asleeping and while you're asleep during daylight hours. You'll sleep during daylight hours eventually.
1: <laughs> eventually, maybe. Yeah.
0: Um, but Blaze like as oh, so we were on Docabund Kingdom, sorry. But Dugobund Kingdom is a board game that's an RPG that is a video game. And you create a character. Um, they're just
1: little It's very minimalistic, you choose like a collar. Little
0: cutesy characters.
1: A hairstyle. And a basic class, like fighter, mage, or...
0: And you go around the kingdom... I don't even remember that either. Save villages from monsters, and then become the mayor of the village because, um, capitalism. Yeah. and That's how capitalism works, right? If you free of the you know, village I think it's a village from being saved by monsters... I think it's
1: called imperialism.
0: Oh. But yeah. if
1: you ask America, they're basically the same thing. Just look at our history.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, It's not fascist at all. No. <laughs> but you save cities and you try to create you try to become richer than the other players
1: yes because we are all in a competition basically hosted by the king who is one greedy bastard his name is literally i don't remember his name but his daughter's name is Penny and her dog's name is Cash the entire royal family is named after money concepts
0: mm-hmm. and every chapter of the game you have to do a, a quest for them typically about the dog it's either ran away or it's or his daughter has been kidnapped or something yeah um, but it's hella fun, and it
1: kind of it kind of destroys friendships, like Mario Party does. Except in my opinion, much worse. Mario Party has the allevement of the mini games. your only mini game is rock paper scissors against computer enemies. Oh,
0: that that's true. But also, Mario Party has random bonus stars at the end of the game,
1: which is bullshit.
0: But it fixes some of the like friendship ruining. Dokupong's way to even the gameplay
1: out is to tell you to. <laughs> It gives you a little in game piece of paper where you can turn it in to sell your soul so you can kill your friends. The Dokopon's
0: method of balancing gameplay so nobody has fun is to let the person losing burn everything to the ground and flip off their friends with giant demon middle fingers.
1: Yeah, no, like Dokopon's solution for f- fixing the game and balancing it out isn't to help repair friendships, it's to burn them. If you're not friends, you won't feel bad for fucking them over. Uh, Where's Mario Party? But, oh, you fucked your friend over? Well, that's bad. Have some stars. Maybe they'll feel better now. Dokupon. Oh, you fucked over your friend? Why do you still have friends?
0: But we bought... I bought Billion Dollar Road, which looks like a Dokopon Kingdom clone.
1: Just in modern day Japan.
0: And with a little bit more Monopoly influence than yeah. Monster Fighting influence. And I was like, you know what? This looks great. Except um, it wasn't. There's no gameplay. Uh, You just go from one place to another. And get lucky. And, yeah, it's all about, it like, Dokopon had strategy to it, especially with, like, a class leveling
1: and... The way you level, what you're fighting against, like, oh, no, this thing is really, really strong magic-wise. I'm a fighter. It's going to wreck me. Or, I'm a magician. I can just block magic all day, but that guy's got a big, tanky sword. I probably shouldn't go there. And but- also, if you want to be PvP-wise... That still applies to you as well, and then there's spells where you can target your opponents, target the field,
0: and then billion dollar Ro- billion dollar roads idea of how to balance the gameplay is, oh, did you take an early lead? Here, T- never you're now uncatchable. Here's all the extra bonus money you could ever ask for. Yeah, that was me. But that's how the game that's how the game goes. Like that's the game's mechanics. Yeah, like. By the time we, are you in the lead? Would you like to be further in the lead?
1: By the time we stopped playing it, originally I was arguably behind in properties. You were and you were barely winning cash wise, and I was barely winning cash wise until it was just like, oh, here's this one thing puts you slightly in the lead. Now you can use that slight lead to just propagate everything. And by the end of the game, I had like almost ten times as much money as you. And And most of that
0: was from the game being like, hey, you're in the lead.
1: Do you want to be more in the lead? Yeah, like the moment I got in the lead, it was just like, oh, you're in the lead? Here's more lead. Here's more lead. Here's more lead. And then if
0: you're losing, the game's like, oh, hey, you're losing. So um, it doesn't matter if
1: we just take all of your shit anyways. There was literally a point where instead of balancing like Dokupon or even Mario Party would do by like taking my money as the leader and distributing it out on things because a round finished up, it was just like, oh, money... We should make the lowest player give you, the leader, more money. Yeah, um, the game was stupid. You know, other games, yeah, that might be the case sometimes because it might be random chance. But more often than not, it's, oh, no, look, this person's in last place. Let's give them some money. Whether it be from the highest player or just from, like, the Imperial Bank or whatever. And
0: looking this up, this is just what Billion Dollar Road does. It's not, like, a random chance thing. It's, like, the game is just, like, oh, you're winning? Better make sure you win.
1: There you go. We didn't have the foresight of reviews because we were so excited for it that. And also because. It um, came out and it was purchased.
0: There's like nothing online about the game. Yeah, no. It's almost as non existent as Paranoia.
1: Another game I have played this year. Paranoia. Happiness is mandatory. Based off the Paranoia role playing game system. It is a delightful computer game. um, Which doesn't really exist on the internet anymore it really doesn't it disappeared it's insane it was on sale on epic for like two to three months i think i bought it in that time period and i didn't realize the game just was removed from it until i was fairly stuck on the spot and i was like how do i get this to work turns out i just wasn't in the right area to use an item whatever and so i was trying to look it up
0: and there was no professor oak to tell you not to use it here
1: yeah, there was no professor not to tell... Like, you would assume friend Computer would either tell me I'm trying to break rules and, like, make my suspicion go higher or something. But no, nothing. I was actually relying upon that at points to tell me if I could or could not do something here or there. <laughs> it was a useful way to figure things out. But, so, looking it up, I was like, maybe I can find a walkthrough or a guide. I found nothing. Dude, I found a few things talking about the game, but there were no walkthroughs, no nothing. Dude, you
0: sent me down this rabbit hole... And there's no answer for why it's gone It just It's like, gone There, There's articles about it being gone But nobody's like This is why Everybody's like So based on the Wayback Machine It was available at at this point Yep But a week later it wasn't
1: And we don't know why And we don't know when But if, it's gone If any of you can find out why and want to tell me I'm more than fucking curious
0: <sighs> I spent an hour and a half Trying to figure out why it disappeared and Maybe he made the executive decision to make it disappear. If so, let me know why. The rumors that I've seen, and again, rumors, because nobody knows, is that it's coming to Switch and...
1: Honestly, make a pretty good Switch game. Yeah, well... But...
0: And they may have signed an exclusivity deal with Nintendo, which meant they had to break
1: their deal with Epic and... Dude, all I know is, it's enjoyable. I just stopped playing when I did because I'd been playing for like 12 hours straight... 12 hours straight last time I played it because um, I managed to mess with friend Computer a bit and keep a tinfoil hat that I could just put on and you couldn't see me no matter where I was. And then I got murked and lost my tinfoil hat because it wasn't an approved item anymore. And I was just sad and so I was like, I'm I'm done for the night. My tinfoil hat's gone. So, other than that, do you remember Among Us? I do. There's no tinfoil hat in that game.
0: No, um, but you can put A smaller version of you on top of your head. Or an egg and wear a lab coat. I hate the Dr. Egghead outfit. I honestly do. It annoys me so much because the joke isn't funny. Dr. Egghead? The joke isn't funny.
1: (laughs) You know you're saying that and some of our listeners perpetrated the joke. I know. Okay. I don't care. I I enjoy it on occasion. If it's been a while, I'm amused with it.
0: But Among Us is... A game that allows for up to ten people to play together.
1: And assuming you know that many people.
0: Or assuming that you're vaguely friends with Twitch people who have communities to Yeah. I mean honestly, we have an actual like Snapchat friend group that can get ten players, like
1: Oh yeah, and we have several different Discord groups. Yeah.
0: Um but you play as a group of people, up to two of which have been Taken over by an alien creature. But they still look like they're normal people. And it's their job to hunt you down and kill you all. And it's your job to do tasks and fix the ship and or kick the imposters out of the airlocks.
1: Yes, it is delightful and fun. And it's one of the few games where I'm not constantly the traitor.
0: It's very fun. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, There's a lot of strategy to be had. And when you're not playing with a group that's just yelling at each other, it can be a lot of fun.
1: Speaking of party games, I have played quite a few party games this year. Mainly just the Jackbox party games with our sister and her family. I played
0: some with our friend Chris on stream and you didn't because... I don't know why.
1: I honestly don't remember why. I think I was at our sister's.
0: I think, yeah, I think that was the week you disappeared.
1: Yeah, I think that was the week I was just, like, gone. It was not a plan, but it just happened. And, but, I played that with them a lot, which is fun because I've gotten them to play more games. And by that proxy of playing more online party games, also more and more board games.
0: Yeah, they're they're at the point where they're actually, like, buying and stocking up on board games.
1: Literally, her husband, our brother-in-law, who is just an amusing guy, is just, like, buying board games. He's like, I think I saw Josh and Justice, and they played this, and I don't want to make them bring all kinds of things over, and I enjoyed the game. Or, like, this game seems really cool, I'm going to make them play it with me. I
0: I like how the first step was... I brought Sushi Go. And yeah. I was like, hey, guys, we should all play this game. It's really easy and it's a lot of fun. And then, like, two weeks later, our sister was like, hey, we bought Sushi Go? Yes. She's like, why didn't you tell me it was only 10 bucks?" And I was like, I didn't know you'd want to buy it. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> arguably the first step happened several, several years ago when she was visiting me at college. And she was just like, let's stop by this game store that you were talking about. Okay. Oh, look at this game. It looks fun. And I was like, no, it doesn't. Those rules look bad. I don't know. It seems enjoyable. It was, like, some shitty normal person party game some shitty normie game i mean it sounds cringy as fuck to say it but i'm not wrong there are so many shitty normie games yeah some of which are over a hundred years old she gave us that game it's somewhere in our closet i'm talking about monopoly oh yeah i wasn't talking about, monopoly. I was talking about whatever shit she bought i don't remember oh what. is it
0: the dirty words
1: game oh yeah the dirty dice thing oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. was like this is bad we tried to play it once so i was like sure yeah she's like do you want it? i'm like not really. I'll throw it in the closet with board games. In our list of board games, I never it though.
0: Um, So, I don't want to cheer you too far off topic, but we're 45 minutes in. And I, don't, I don't want this interstitial to be I'm an hour. There.
1: I'm good. Um, then We have two more topics we need to hit? Nope, I'm good. Talk about your topics. I'll stand here.
0: I was going to ask you what your favorite music that came out this year was.
1: I that have two a... answers, but... Okay, you know. so the general answer is Dance, Gavin, Dance's Afterburner album. It's fantastic, but I think the unexpected highlight music-wise for me was Coheed and Cambria, Jesse's Girl Part 2, because one is just a sequel to Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl, and I have already fucking talked about this on stream and after, on not stream, wow, too many streamer friends, talked about this too many times on podcasts along with Dan Scavenance's Afterburner when it came out, but both of those are wonderful, but Jesse's Girl Part 2 is just unexpected and delightful, and I loved it. Okay, so
0: for me... There's the obvious answer. All the fucking Spose singles and the Spos, um EP that was just, like, B-sides he never released.
1: Yes. Also, just the Spose 2019 virtual concert tour. 2020. It 2020. I, I realized after I said it. By the way, I went with COVID-19 in and then 2019. That's not right. We just got done with the other yeah, 2020.
0: Then, Watsky released a new album this year. Also fire. And everything Watsky ever does is fire, so... placement new album was dope not as good as not as good as complaint in my opinion but i'll give you that but still very good agreed Um, but also for me the, the like surprise out of this year was um the mmxx ep by Eskimo Callboy.
1: True. Um, also, just because I realized you didn't notice, and I didn't either, um, the Wiseman's Fear Valley of Kings album dropped this year, and it was also amazing. How did that slip under my radar? It was earlier this year.
0: Oh, uh, so it didn't slip under my radar. You just...
1: listened to it. You just... It's been a while. You've Ooh. been on a massive both kick because to dropped so much music since then.
0: So, Sposes dropped a new song I still haven't listened to. It's like three days old.
1: Self-help? Yeah. Yeah. Good How song. have I not listened to it? I don't know. I already have. <laughs> Which is surprising, you're normally on top of that more than I am. Yeah, I know. Like, you just walked in my room, like, five minutes after the fucking song dropped, and I've already listened to it, like, five times somehow, <laughs> like, even though the song's not a minute long. The song will have dropped, and I'll be like, hey, Justice,
0: have you listened to it yet? You'll be like, listen to what yet? I'll be like, "Supposed dropped a new single 30 minutes ago, and you'll be like, it's been out for 30 minutes, no, I
1: haven't listened to it. I was like... I've been reading, or listening to a podcast, uh, or listening to a I'll different like, album, sp- or watching something.
0: I'll be like, I've spun it five times already? This song's amazing. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: so... Other than music, which was surprisingly great for a surprisingly terrible year. Or I mean, maybe.
1: It, it was great because there was so much, like, bands weren't touring, so they had to just created music.
0: Yeah, that's true. But also, there was some movies that actually did come out this year that, that we saw. It was very few. I think Love and Monsters came out this year.
1: Yeah, I think Love and Monsters is probably my top pick for this year so is far. Is it?
0: Love and Monsters was kind of meh.
1: Yeah, but I could turn my brain off and vaguely enjoy it. But Tenet came out this year. Yeah. And I loved Tenet. But Tenet was more action-y than Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters had some comedy in it.
0: Do you know what my favorite movie I watched this year was? Well Like, my favorite movie that was new to me that I watched this year was. What
1: movie?
0: Ride Your Wave.
1: Ride Your Wave was fantastic.
0: It It's from the same person that did um, Over the Wall... No. You know what I'm talking about. It's on our Netflix watch list. Your name... You didn't do your name.
1: Was it Koei no sound or Silent Voice? No, it's, uh... Also... Roger Wave is this year for the US release. So. Oh, is it? Yeah, it was uh, February of this year. It was, I didn't know they came out this no, year. No, that's why I hadn't watched it. I'd mentioned it to you before because I'm up to date on that shit and I really wanted to watch it. Um, but now I'm trying to remember who, what else he fucking did.
0: It's by Masaki Yuso. Yuso, yeah. Uh, Yuso, yeah, Yus- not Yuso. No,
1: mm-hmm. he did ping pong the animation, which is nice and keep your hands off of Isoken. But I think what I'm looking for.
0: Oh, yeah, this is the one I was looking for. Lou Over the Wall and Night is is Short walk on Girl. Both of those... Yeah, yeah,
1: that was from um, Science Star, the production company, not...
0: No, those are from him. Are they? He was
1: was the director of both of those. Oh, they're also from the same company.
0: Lou Over the Wall and Night is Short walk on Girl, both of which are considered, like, modern-day masterpieces.
1: Oh, he also did Japan Sinks 2020.
0: Which I've heard is good, but not the best. Well, it's a
1: compilation of, like, the series of Japan Sinks.
0: I've heard is good, but not the best.
1: Oh, I wasn't sure if you are referring to the movie, which is a compilation of, like, the series, or if you are referring to the series. Both, remember. actually.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, no, Ride Your Wave was so good. Like, it's a heartfelt love story about two young adults who fall in love, and one of them dies.
1: And ah, I remember the main thing I remember him from.
0: Is his face dandy. A few episodes
1: of space dandy, yeah, baby.
0: I was going to say, I'm betting you know him from that or Adventure Time.
1: You also did Adventure Time, man, okay, Let's like be here a few things here and there
0: yeah um
1: also i particularly know him from ping pong animation which i haven't watched but i've heard good things about and devil man cry baby
0: yeah um he's apparently a legend basically yeah and i need to watch lou over the wall really badly because
1: yeah it is on our netflix watch
0: yeah um but i think that covers it. we talked about the music we loved spose watsky eskimo cowboy
1: wise man's fear Dance Gavin Dance, Coheed and Cambria. I want to be straight up. Also, Spose is great. Obviously, love
0: well. you love the Spose EPs and singles. Yeah, yeah. And obviously I love the Dance Gavin Dance and the Coheed single. Like we we share a very large crossover music taste. I'm just more psyched about SPOS than you are and you're just way more stoked about DGD and Coheed than I am.
1: Yeah. You're more sm- stoked about rap and hip-hop and i'm more stoked about metal and prog it's i it's so weird that i became a rap hip-hop
0: guy like a guy that likes this music like especially like the stuff watsky like the experimental stuff watsky and spose is doing oh
1: no i love that shit i've loved that shit forever i've just always experimental
0: been... is probably a strong word because i know there's much more like experimental rap but like yeah they're, they're doing stuff that breaks the mold as well like best friend the floor is so different true <sighs> And also, Spose is just fire this year. Everything he's been putting
1: out, Jesus Christ. I mean, Spose is usually fire, so that's not surprising. And we um, also talked about video games.
0: Yeah, uh, my favorite was probably Blaze Ball, but there was also that other free game this year, Genshin
1: Impact. Which Genshin Impact was great. I don't I, we, we didn't actually talk
0: about Genshin very much, but I think Genshin is basically a revolution in gaming.
1: Yes, thank you. It's a AAA game that is free. And anyone wants to complain about its loot box system can fuck off because it actually rewards you well enough in-game to pay for things that you don't have to actually insert money. And even then, to play the game functionally, you don't have to have these top-tier characters either. My question is... It's literally just like a status-fucking symbol.
0: I'm 100% sure. I'm 100% sure. People complaining about Genshin Impact are are some of the same people that play games like NBA.
1: Fortnite.
0: Fortnite's free to play. I'm not going to touch it. And yeah, no, I you
1: have people that can play about Fortnite's loot boxes, that's oh, what I'm saying. Or Overwatch. Yeah. Games that have... A price tag, and then an additional price tag.
0: Whereas Genshin is literally free to play, and then if you want to, you can spend ridiculous amounts of money on it. Yeah.
1: Which, you know, it's the same for Overwatch, but for some reason people don't seem to comprehend that with that game.
0: But Overwatch is all skins.
1: I mean, I don't like the game, so i have never defended anything against it. So, yeah, make that statement. I'm cool with it.
0: Yeah, but, like, people didn't bitch about League of Legends, and League of Legends right? is a free-to-play game where you have to buy, buy, the characters? Hero- buy, the, buy the characters individually if you want them.
1: Mind you, you people bitch about, like, Mortal Kombat, rightly so, when you had to buy, like, half your fucking roster after already paying for the game.
0: Or spend, like, I think it was 200 hours. Yeah. Although they really streamlighted it down, and it's much better yeah, now. Yeah,
1: yeah, but, but initially, fuck,
0: man. Like, watching Genshin get all that flack because it was a gotcha game was painful because, like, I don't play a lot of gotcha games. I, I played Fire Emblem Heroes for a while. Um, nope, didn't do that. And I did put a little bit of money into that. I think I put 10 or 20 bucks into Fire Emblem Heroes. And that's because, other than emulators, it is the best Fire Emblem mo- mobile experience you will find. Like, the best tactics RPG game I've found on mobile. Yeah. It's Agreed. great, like, it's fun, and I, I would pay 20 bucks for a mobile Fire home
1: game. Yeah, see, arguably, I don't think I've ever actually played a gacha game to any consistent length, ever. And I that even applies for games with, like, loot, crates and loot boxes. I don't play those games. So I think, arguably, perhaps, you can tell me I'm wrong, the fact that I enjoy this game so much despite it having a system that I don't participate in, like, ever, says something about the game outside of its fucking loot system because oh, I, the game itself is in, very very enjoyable and I'm not bothered by the system that actually puts me off of other games because Genshin
0: got so much hate because it's a Breath of the Wild knockoff it's a gotcha game and like no- it's
1: not a knockoff it's taking this great idea and this great system that let's be honest Breath of the Wild didn't even fucking make there were other games already doing free climbing systems they just had a Stanimal wheel and made a more in, in depth and larger environment so it feels like they did a lot of fucking new stuff but their, say- their climbing wasn't, like, revolutionary mm-hmm. the way they portrayed it was. And, like, a lot of things about the game and all of how it came together was revolutionary. I will give Breath of the Wild that, but...
0: There are things I like about Genshin Impact more than I like about Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And there are things about Breath of the Wild I like more than I like about Genshin Impact.
1: Singing a game uses a good idea from another game doesn't mean it's ripping it off. Because other than, like, it's climbing and the fact that they both use, like, a pastel... And a cooking uh, and a post- system and... An entirely different cooking system. Like, oh, God, no. Oh, yeah, no. Was Breath of the Wild ripping up monster hunter? Because you can cook over an open campfire in both of those games. Oh,
0: I, I 100% felt like it was. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, honestly... And you run
1: around a lot and kill monsters in both of those.
0: Monster Hunter does separate its things into certain areas, though.
1: And you do have to kill creatures to gather materials to make new clothes. Yeah, so, like... Breath of the Wild is a monster hunter ripoff.
0: You know, um... A little bit. It's a little bit like a watered down Monster Hunter because Monster Hunter has got this giant hurdle in front of it, and I don't like. I like Monster Hunter games. I just don't like getting into Monster Hunter yeah, games. No.
1: But the point is, games can use similar systems and ideas. Things do that all the fucking time. It doesn't make it a rip off. Fuck off.
0: I think. I think the long and the short of it is we both like Genshin. Yeah. But also, Blaze Blaseball. Ball's fantastic. Hey, uh, I think we probably talked about it before, but. We've been on a long hiatus, so we probably haven't talked about it in a while. Not we have been on a long hiatus, but Blaise ball has. Blaise ball been. has, yeah. Who's your team? Uh, Hades Tigers, baby. Yeah, I, I'm still a Yellowstone Magic, although the hoodie that I love so much is a New York Millennials hoodie. Yeah, that's just because it's...
1: Fuck capitalism, still home. It's so fuck good. Fuck capitalism, still home. Yeah. And like, unlike the Dalai, I actually like the Millennials. Or go with my mispronunciation, fuck capitalism, still homes, because it's entering public domain soon, baby. Um, Do you have a team that's the delay for you? Team I hate?
0: Yeah, I, I will always bet against the delay. I don't care who they're playing, if they're favored or not. My money's going against LA because I'd rather lose money than see them win.
1: I think the one... I don't think I actively do, but I think the one I bet most against is the Flowers. That's fair. Or is it the Lovers? I, the Lovers the ones, but the Flowers or the flowers are a different team. I don't remember.
0: I don't know. I bet, a, I bet against the Crabs a lot, too. Because I just didn't want to see them ascend, but...
1: Yeah, No. I think they're the probably the ones I've been up against most just like from what I've seen but that might just be because they were a bad team
0: anyways, baseball's been on hiatus for a while now two or three months
1: there was a musical that was okay it was a nice attempt yeah it wasn't so much a musical I very much appreciate the idea because it was all fan done but it was an avenue to an audio play with musical interstitials I was gonna say it was an avenue to just portray an album about baseball baseball
0: that's fair, too. Particularly um,
1: about one character from Blaze Ball, but like the music didn't feel very much story for the large portion of I do of
0: it. I do think though like if you've been interested in Blaze Ball at all, this is the time to look into it because when it does come back, it's basically a fresh slate. Yes. Like I think it has ascended, we there's a new team in the league, player stats aren't going to reset, but like this is the best time to look into Blaze Ball and like look into getting into it.
1: Very much agreed.
0: Also, if you do get into it, there there's some
1: fabulous merch.
0: There's a merch store, Blazeball Cares, and like the name would suggest, it's a not-for-profit. So all of the profit they make is funneled back into charities that the Blazeball community chooses.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful and fantastic, and uses.
0: The, and that's one of the reasons I love baseball so much. Fans like. The community's amazing. Like, getting involved in the Discord, reading the, the game lore, like, the team lore. Following it,
1: Twitter, is following certain things. It, it is amazing and a very nice and connected community that you can still enjoy without having to be part of the community as well.
0: Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry about trying to sell Blades Ball so hard in the final minutes of this episode, but baseball's worth selling. Um, TV shows. What were you TV-wise this year? I mean, mine was Outer Banks and Money Heist, Forever. Smallville, yeah. That was your big one?
1: Not because I liked it. Kim's Convenience? Kim's Convenience was the one I went with, yeah. Also, I mean, not new this year, but I did rewatch it, because I rewatch it occasionally. And it is nowhere near one of the best shows, but I love Sweetness to Lightning. I'm on oh. uh, It's delightful. It's literally just about a dad raising his daughter, and learning how to cook because his daughter, like, wants home-cooked meals, and that was what his wife did before she died. And it's just delightful, and I've gotten some great recipes from the manga from it, and that shit's delicious.
0: I binged a whole bunch of Chuck this year as well. I need a finish Chuck. Um, very good show. Much better than I remember it being. But also a bunch of, like, USA shows that I didn't finish. Um... Suits being the big one.
1: Merle Payne's was also this year, right?
0: Merle Pains and White Collar were last year. Okay, but I rewatched White Collar. I rewatched some of White Collar this year. Gotcha. White Collar is just good, and I like Matt Bomer.
1: Okay, his, his eyes are. And we talked about TV, movie, music, games. I think it was it. Um, I did get into a book
0: series this year, really, really hard. Uh, it's called
1: the Light Lightbringer Ringer series. series? Yep. Yeah. The uh, one I ju- that I told you about because I'd heard good things, but I just haven't read yet.
0: I didn't I'm not gonna say I read it because I bought all the audiobooks with my audible credits that I had stocked up. Yeah, I should probably listen to them, but man do I hate listening to books. And I listened to them through work. That's what I did. I, I have a whole backlog of podcasts right now, which is great. Like I was able to listen to System Mastery all day today
1: at work. My mind just can't follow books when they're read out loud. It wanders tr- off when things start describing stuff.
0: I have trouble doing it if I'm, like, not doing anything else. Like, if I'm at home, just chilling. But if I'm, like, playing Pokemon or Whenever I work, do it, I can't. Like, My
1: brain just goes, wanders off on thought. Because, they, like, they say one specific, like, word or phrase. My brain goes, ooh, let's go over here. And I come back and they've introduced a new character or someone's died or some big event's happened. I'm like, what?
0: But, like, till the end of this year, um, Oct- October, November, December, I really got into audiobooks um there were some there was quite a few that i was like man these are amazing uh the big one being lightbringer series but i also dived deep into some suggestions from my friend chris one was called the chosen ones by veronica roth she wrote the divergent series but chosen one chosen ones does not feel like the same person that wrote divergent series and I think it's because Divergent was written for a teen audience and Chosen Ones is claimed to be written for an adult audience. I couldn't tell the difference like in the direction of who she's trying to talk to, but the book felt much more concise and less. Okay, yeah. Um, but there was also. um The one about the Bigfoots? Yeah, De Evolution. That's the De-Evolution. one. De Evolution, there we for. go, yeah. Also, um, I forgot to list this one on the movies, but I've been trying to get you to watch it. Um, the trial of Chicago, the trial of the Chicago Seven.
1: Watch ta- watch a Taxi Driver, and I'll watch a Trial of Chicago Seven.
0: Cool, Dill. Trial of Chicago Seven is about the anti war movement. Yeah, and it's legitimately an amazing story, and I'm glad the movie like the story is, but it's amazing in like what these what people were willing to give up. To, like, say what they believed in. Yes. But it's also, like, Trial of Chicago 7 was actually eight was actually a trial of eight people. But the eighth person gets left off so much because he wasn't represented by the same attorney. Yeah. And because he was a black man. Yep. And, like... I actually knew that part. The shit he had to endure during the trial because, his, because the judge wouldn't give him respite because his lawyer was recovering from surgery is ridiculous. Like... This man was literally. I'm not surprised by it though. This literally, this man was literally chained and gagged in an American courtroom, fucking less than 50 years ago. Like, it's mind breaking. Like the shit that happened within our parents' lifetimes.
1: Yeah, um, a taxi driver is about the student protests in Korea back in oh 70s, I want to say 80s, somewhere in there. I honestly can't remember the time period. And I know it fucking establishes it. My mind's just blinking. But it is amazing. It is a docudrama, much like I assume. Trial, yeah. Trial. And there are obviously, of course, parts that are clearly... Okay, my bad. Be fictitious.
0: Trial of the Chicago 7 was technically... Like, historically, it took place 52 years ago now. But still within our parents' lifetimes.
1: Yeah. Uh, but A Taxi Driver is absolutely fantastic. It's... Really, I've watched part of it. Humanizing event of it, basically Mm -hmm. representation of the event. Oh, it was in uh 1980, so I was actually pretty spot on with my first statement because I think I said 80s and then 70s maybe, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's about the uh, Gwangju uprising in Korea, and it is it's a really good way to show the history of it because we did get a large swath of the history when we were given the news about it in the 80s from outside. Country sources because we got the news broke by a German reporter who snuck in. And that's basically what the story is. It's following this German reporter who takes a taxi to a closed off city in Korea that has been heavily suppressed by the military because of student protests about unethical treatment and such. Yeah. And of course, as we've learned in 2020, when you complain about unethical treatment, you're just met with more unethical treatment.
0: We should clarify we're talking about the Black Lives Matter protests, not.
1: That's so, 2021. Fuck them.
0: Not the people who were protesting because they had to wear masks. Oh uh, yeah, and not the people that I was just were, thinking were of the recent too. Pro- and not the people that were protesting because they think the election was stolen from them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No.
1: No. We're referring to actual things that matter <laughs> and are representative of a large systemic problem that needs to be changed and fixed.
0: I don't know, like how anybody logically, like looking at like looking at things with with any sense of clarity and logic, can think that they need a protest about mass restrictions or that they should be protesting a fair election when there is much bigger issues.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I think kind of just to wrap up the episode, I would just like to fucking say, yeah, twenty twenty might be over, but the movement to
0: well, 2020- change
1: things politically and socially for like black lives movements trans rights just all of that literally it just because 2020 is over doesn't I mean the issues are just gone just they never just disappear because people want to stop talking about just them. Just because Trump's no longer our president. It doesn't mean those issues are going to disappear because we don't have to worry about Trump being in office anymore. And yes, those I know he's issu-
0: technically our president for eight more yeah. days. But, but
1: those issues are still going to exist and we still need to talk about them and work to resolve them. They're well, not just going to fucking disappear because this bigot is out of office. There are still bigots in offices everywhere. There are bigots all over the country.
0: More importantly, these things don't change just because the earth finished going around the sun.
1: No. These like, things change because we put in time and effort and actively change them. And 2020 is over, but 2021 is
0: still the same. Yeah. Like we're still the same timeline. Yeah, it, things didn't just change because the year changed.
1: No, things will change if you make them change. You can't just cross your fingers and hope. I think you gotta that's fucking good. Work for it.
0: I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Um, if you want to reach us, you can reach us at Copilots Review. At gmail.com.
1: You can find us on Twitter at Copilot review,
0: And you can find us on our website at com, which has links to our Discord, Twitter, and email address all in one nice nifty little place. It does indeed. It's really easy to find. And if you're somehow listening to this episode and made it this far without having us in your podcast app already, we are in almost every podcast app available.
1: Yeah, and if you want to drop a review somewhere in there,
0: We do read those on these types of shows.
1: Yes, um, we may not be able to find it necessarily on every podcast app because there's so fucking many. I'll do my best. But we do search, so. I
0: will do my best. Anyways, thanks for listening, and next time we'll see you with a new flight. Probably a randomly rolled flight.
1: Because we do that now.
0: Speaking of, that's what that email and Twitter are for. Give us show suggestions. Yeah. Join the Discord. Talk to us. Look at the cool present our friends got us for Christmas.
1: On our Discord. It's dope and wonderful, but we're not going to tell you what it is, even though I'm using mine right now in this entire episode. You'll have to check the Discord to find out.